Before we continue, one of the ways we keep all of our content for you, the listener, free of charge is our amazing sponsors, and today, Anchor is one of those sponsors. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcasts right from your phone or computer. Anchor is going to distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere podcasts are listened to, and you can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Today on To The Point, it's our first episode of 2020, the premiere of season four here at To The Point, and an episode that all of you requested. Welcome to Popcorn Talk, featuring movie discussion, news, and interviews. Popcorn Talk. We talk movies. Welcome on in to the point with Kristen Burt. We are so excited you're joining us here for the first episode of 2020. It is presented by Dance Network and Popcorn Talk. And we are so excited to have our guests here today because this all came together thanks to Twitter. Uh, they were requested and I was like, hey guys, want to come? And they were like, sure, we'll do this. And here they are. Lex and Taylor. Welcome, you guys. Oh, Thank you. Back. I know. I know. It's so funny. I was thinking about this. You came on the show immediately, or the morning after yep. your big win. <laughs> it feels like a million years ago. Definitely. Season 14. And then I think you came in after tour. Yes. Yes. So you had a little bit a little bit of time to sort of digest, so you think. Yeah. I mean, they, you, you come in and you're like, I have no idea. I haven't slept. I'm going to New York. <laughs> Does Very it true. feel like a million years ago to you guys at this point? Oh, yeah. I look at the calendar and I'm like, was it really? <laughs> really? That many years ago? Yeah, it seems like ages ago now. Yeah, it, 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 it wasn't. It wasn't. That's the funny thing, because mm-hmm. it was really technically only two, two and a half summers ago at this point. Yeah. But I feel like I, I've seen you guys out and about it in events and things like that. And I'm like, it feels so long ago since I was interviewing you on Pressline backstage. Yeah, it's true. I mean, we are the journey kind of started, you know. February, March, like really early. So it it does feel like a really long time ago. But (laughs) I think we've both just like changed so much too since then that it that's what it it really starts to feel like a long time. I know you guys are like out in the industry and working. You're back from a world tour, which is amazing. And I will tell you the one thing, and I, I love this because I get so many dancers that sit here and go, the major thing on my bucket list is to do a world tour for a musician, an artist, mm-hmm. or anything else like that. And you guys accomplished that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty wild. <laughs> well, Lex is like, yeah, okay. <laughs> well, well, talk about that experience because you guys were on um, Muse's world tour. Most yes. most of last year? Yes. Yeah. Okay. And and you guys, we were just talking about this. You went to Moscow. I know you were throughout mm-hmm. Europe. Um, talk about the experience. Like, did you have to audition for it? Did they reach out to you guys? There's always different ways of getting the job. Go for it. Um, so there was an audition for it that um, our agent sent to us. Lex actually <laughs> didn't get the audition, which was oh. kind of crazy. Um, but Andrew Winghart was the <laughs> choreographer um, for it. And so I went to the audition and there's two days. There's an audition day and then a callback day. And Andrew, we assisted him growing up on Jump, a mm-hmm. dance convention. And so when he was there, he saw me and he was like, hey, where's Lex? Because they had the boys earlier audition and then the girls later. And you were like, not invited? And I was like, he didn't, he didn't get it from, his, from our agents. And, and he was like, well, give me his phone number. I'm going to call him. And I was like, okay. Um, so then he ended up coming to the callback the next day and... After that, we got an email a few days later that we booked this tour, and I honestly had no idea. I mean, I knew about Muse a little bit, 
Um, my brother and my dad are huge into rock music, so they love Muse. Like Muse is one of my brother's favorite bands. He must and have so been so he excited. Found out that I was doing this, he was freaking out. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, we had to audition for it, and then we started. When did we start? Like January, February ish. Yeah, we started rehearsals January. We had a week here, and then we went to Beaumont, Texas for three weeks to tech our show. Wow! Mm-hmm. Um, if you've never heard of Beaumont, Texas before, it is a very, very empty place. <laughs> yeah, there's a reason do, why you don't know Do they have, is. like, a big warehouse where you were teching the oh, show? yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. that makes sense. Yeah, yeah we, we teched the show in an arena so they rented out like an entire arena for wow yeah. well for weeks. people who haven't seen i've seen the photos and i've seen some of the videos but for people who haven't seen muse's work the, i mean they are all out theatrical this is a production this oh, isn't yeah. just mm-hmm. like hey we're dancing behind the, the artist yeah. you guys are really integrated into what they're doing oh yeah for sure. so if you can describe it because it is so colorful and amazing yeah. we have a couple photos too um i feel like even for just this world tour in general, for Muse, they've even for a rock band, I don't think they've ever had any backup dancers to start with. So this was already like a huge like momentum for dancers. I feel like mm-hmm. to just have an experience of being on tour and being able to like support a rock band per se. So um, and I feel like it connectly like it connected so well together because it was called the Simulation World Theory and. It wasn't just like a, we're just going to play our music and give a good show, but rather it was such an immersive type of experience. Um, and there were just so many things that went along with it that that just made it brilliant, I think. So. Mm-hmm. What were the extra things that made that you really felt like made it extra special? I mean, just the storyline in general. I think the the lead singer, Matt, um, he's, he's, I think he's a, I think all three of them, of course, but he's the main like genius behind it. Um, mm-hmm. He has so much in-depth storyline and in-depth, uh, theories that he wants to like put into it and I feel like we had we had um, this thing called Skeletonics um, which is like a, like a th- robot that we that I got to like operate on on the big stage and it was like how tall was it? I have no idea like maybe seven seven foot like, wow and we were on stilts and we had a giant inflatable alien robot that we called Murph and we had like light up sticks mm-hmm. here and there there was just so many moving parts to the show yeah that it felt like if you were watching a movie, it I mean, when we saw a video of it for the first time, it was like watching a movie. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden it was like a 3D movie because we had all these pieces that the audience just like freaked out over. Mm-hmm. Like when they saw it, it was it was a pretty big spectacular like of a show. Yeah. Like I don't I've heard multiple people say that it's probably one of like the top 10 concerts they've ever seen in their Ooh, life. Mm-hmm. That's impressive. I mean, you know, the dancing necessarily wasn't like the most for us, but like the show itself was incredible, and the band they were working on the show from the very start with us, so they were there a lot of the time, like prepping the show, and they were very involved. So it wasn't like they just came in and like did their set and kind of left, like, dropped in, and like see ya. Yeah. They were they were very involved, yeah. and it was it was really really cool experience. I've got to imagine with so many moving parts to this show that rehearsals were intense. Maybe it was better that you were in the middle of nowhere. You had no distractions, right? <laughs> yeah, um, because there, there always seemed to be like lots of props or like lots of face masks or costumes yeah. and we had lots of op- definitely like a lot of obstacles as dancers um yeah. we had led visors that we had to wear and it seems easy at first but once you're in the midst of it on in full darkness and full light performance style and when there's when there's like a led mask right 
centimeters from your eyes, like you can barely see. Wow. Mm-hmm. And that's that's exactly how we were. We were almost unable to see like a few feet from us. Anyway, it's a little so, scary. Yeah, for sure. So yeah. we just had to like drill in <laughs> what we were supposed to do and know exactly where we were because if you made a mistake, then you're falling off of a of a gigantic stage. And you hope they put drop for you, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah I, I'm gonna, being on your mark, really, it's not this show that you're doing a thousand nights in a row and you're yeah. like, I can't wait till I get back to my hotel. You really have to stay present. Well, yeah. yeah. You can't wander. you're familiar with Andrew Winghardt's work, it's very, very intricate. And I think we did 56 shows, something like that, mm-hmm. in nine, ten months. Yep. So... I mean, compared to a tour that we did, like, so you think, that was a lot less shows. So we had a lot more breaks in between. So when you had to go in to do the show, like, you had to turn your brain on. Like, we were still thinking about counts and where you were and all the changes up until the very last show. Just because everything was so intricate and you have to watch out for band members and the crew and And all the props. Yeah, and plus on on top of all that, like, we were switching between arenas and stadiums. Yeah. So that means the stage itself would change yep so. <laughs> okay so what are the differences between working in an arena and a stadium i mean obviously size and things like that however mm-hmm. but on the stage itself there's a lot of differences yeah so we had a, a, a the main stage and then we had this thing called the b stage which is uh we have a long runway to go on top of that um when we go into the stadiums um the actual runway i think became three times longer and steeper <laughs> and steeper oh, no. <laughs> so when you were running up the runway to like go back onto the main stage you just had to like <gasps> yeah you're charge. doing like a michael jackson like slant and then running up at the same time <laughs> you're yeah. like running uphill it's like swimming against the yeah. current yeah, sure. in in motorcycle boots that was one of our our wow. shoes that we had to wear sure. <laughs> Okay, well, I know being on tour, it's hard to stay in shape. Um, Was it hard on this tour? Were you able to, and did you have to condition yourself or anything else like that? Honestly, I mean, we, I think we spent a lot of time, like us two, on our our show days. We would have a rehearsal at about noon, and then our show isn't until like 8, 9 o'clock at night. So we had a lot of time to just sit in a stadium because most of the time, especially when you're in Europe, like you couldn't really venture out. It was so hard to come in and out of like a stadium mm-hmm. that we would I mean he would do things I would try and do ballet sometimes and like stretch and yeah but honestly like the show we did so much running in the show and like steps <laughs> there's a lot of steps in our show <laughs> yeah. um like like climbing upstairs like that kind of um, yeah it was like a definitely like a like a jungle gym yeah on, our like, stage was wow. a jungle gym Big <laughs> playground so like just even just like not even like the physical part of like even our costumes being LED, so like it's already like warm <laughs> on top of all that, um, and just like mentally thinking about like what comes next, and and the band members are always moving around, so like that's already another thing that you have to keep in your peripherals. Because sometimes they might move <laughs> yeah. just a little yeah. extra, yeah. and you're like, they might be in my way. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Yeah. And if they're like acting wild and like they're can't like their guitars are swinging up, you're like, okay, all right, <laughs> I, <can." laughs> I have to fix myself. Yeah. Did Andrew get in any of his like amazing like fabric? He always does these beautiful like fluid. Um, we didn't choreography. have we didn't have that, but we had giant like lightsaber poles <laughs> that weighed like 13 pounds. Yeah, good. So swinging those around was definitely like, okay, this is our arm workout. We had trombones that we played at one moment. That was another arm workout. Did yeah. you legitimately play a trombone? <laughs> I mean, uh, we, he we actually... Ba- we basically had... Um, uh, someone actually like a tr- like a trombone specialist come into rehearsals and teach us all the all the ways that you play and mm-hmm. how how to play it. Um, we're gonna, I think it's 
overall like universal that we're going to keep that a secret um, <laughs> okay so it's up to it's up to it's up to you guys <laughs> to decide like how yeah, yes sure. well interesting though i love that they brought in a specialist because you know anyone who plays an in- instrument can look and go well they didn't really play it or no. they don't know how to hold it that's there's yeah, no way no. you'd ever hold the instrument that way yeah, or, yeah. yeah that's that is fascinating mm-hmm. i also love that they created um an instagram account for you guys <laughs> it was good <laughs> no but you guys get recognition i i like that yeah no, that was that was funny. I at first when um, two guys started it from our from our group, I kind of thought it was a joke. <laughs> it, it wasn't, <laughs> yeah. and then it turned into this thing where like all these people started, you know, really reaching out and um, noticing us. Like when we were just like walking around a city in Europe or something, like they're oh, like, wow. "You're a muse yeah. dancer," and it's like, "How do you know?" <laughs> they're like I follow like, you, muse dancers, yeah. and we're like, "Oh, okay." Yeah, it was a quick turnaround where. At first, when we were, like, recently, like, announced that we were going to be dancers for the Muse Tour, I think it kind of gave off on a negative connotation mm-hmm. for, especially because, rock, like, rock bands don't really have dancers. Right. So it just seemed like, oh, we're going to have the, the the normal, like, backup dancers that does the one, two, one, two. I like, the yeah, yeah, like, <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> so over time, like, as soon as, like, the account grew and, like, people started to actually see the show, like, I feel like, um... They, they really started to, like, support us and really, really respect mm-hmm. what we do, and that really felt good, I think. It, and it's nice, too, because you want to know, if, if you're a huge Muse fan, you want to know what goes on behind the scenes, and you guys are able to give them a different side mm-hmm. of what's happening with the show. Absolutely. Because people love, I think the best thing in terms of coverage, when I always go behind the scenes, that's what people love the most, because they're like, yeah. what are the secrets? What didn't yes. I know? Like, how is that done? And they're mm-hmm. like, oh, wow, that was amazing. And you think Absolutely. it's so simple, but... It's it really, lot. yeah. It's a lot of complex yeah. things going on. Brings them into the experience, which yes. is incredible. Um, did you have a city that you just, to perform in, that was just like a dream come mm. true? Oh, yeah. You want to go? Yeah. I mean, I have a couple. Um, but I think the the most that stands out to me would definitely be the O2. Um, because it's such a it's such a prominent of um, course. theater, mm-hmm. you know. And there's just so many, like, legends and people that came through and just had amazing performances so just like being able to be in that same arena or stadium and just being able to do what you like to do and especially maybe like in new york too at um at the garden madison square yeah oh yeah that's big yeah yeah and like just being like i'm i'm dancing and i'm doing what i love to do and i get to do this in front of like thousands of people (laughs) like it's some of these stadiums are big too they're Eighty, hundred thousand—they're mm-hmm. not mm-hmm. small yeah. no, little not venues. Yeah. yeah, Paris, I think, was one of—I can't mm-hmm. remember the name of the stadium there, mm-hmm. but that was another one that—that that was one of our one of our very first stadium shows that we did in Europe. And so, just seeing that crowd, he actually got some footage of when yeah. we we did some flying at one point in the show on a harness, and um, he put a GoPro on. <gasps> was it on your head or on a flashlight? It was on. It was on my headset, and okay. we just got yes. pulled up, and I was like. It would be cool to like for people to see B, like BTS of behind the scenes of yes. how that how that works and what the view is like, you know. Yeah. So, um, and then sooner or later, like once I like posted that, it was like a lot of like great great responses. And then sooner or later, um, Matt, the lead singer, was like, "Yeah, I, I like that. And now I want to do that. I want to put it on my like my glasses <laughs> and, and do that." So that like that started like a like a ripple effect too. So it was really really nice. I love that. And did you guys fly out? over the audience at all or no, so just the edge this, of the stage we had this big led wall that they would have behind the behind the stage and 
there was, in the U.S., there was only four rigs that brought people up and down on it. Um, but then when we did uh, the stadiums, we got added to it. So we got to do it as well. And so we would go up, you'd like walk vertical, um, or sorry, horizontal to the wall, which was pretty cool. My hands are sweating. I have, I am <laughs> so high. <laughs> it was crazy. I, ha- I, I, I don't know what my problem is, but I'm afraid of heights. Um, okay. And so when I talk about it, it makes my palms sweat. <laughs> but I'm also someone who doesn't want to stay on the ground, though. If they're mm-hmm. like, do you want to go up this big, huge thing? I'm like, no, but yes. And so I'll do it because I know yeah. I'll be mad at myself later. But the whole time, my knees are weak and my palms are sweating. Yeah. And just talking about it. <laughs> and I'm not even doing it, which is a really weird thing. But <laughs> yeah, that was it was a pretty cool experience. Experience, um, to try and learn learn that. <laughs> what surprised you most about touring on this magnitude? Obviously, you learned some stuff on the So You Think tour. Mm-hmm. Hmm. I think it was, I mean, for me, learning just all that goes on in production and behind the scenes. Um, because on a tour like this, we had, I think it was a hun- about 100 roadies on tour with us. So that was just crew and production, wow. plus dancers, plus the band, the band's team, all of that. So there's just so much that goes into a production like this, so much more than just the actual performance. Um, we had, I think in Europe, was it two or three sets that would piggyback? Oh, I think we had three. There was three sets that would piggyback each other in Europe because it would take so long to set up the stage. Wow. So that blew my mind when we heard that, and... Just learning about all these different jobs and and the people that are doing them was really, really cool because some people, you know, have no idea, you know, what a dancer does or, you know, so it was um, pretty cool getting to talk to all these different people and um, on that size of a show. It takes a village, honestly. On, yeah. I mean, because we'd done tours before, but never to this size. So it was really, really cool, I thought, to get to talk to all these people. I know. And a lot of them have worked with artists for decades. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they are experienced roadies oftentimes. Yes, and they've got stories. Like, you could just sit down and oh, listen. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Just park yourself there for yeah. a while. Yeah. That's exactly what we yeah. did, too. Like, That's good. Yeah. It's, yeah it's a good learning experience yeah. for something like that. Sure. Um, you know, something that I always find interesting, and I think it's important, too, in the industry, um, you said you guys have known Andrew Winghart for a very long time. And I think a lot of people, especially, and I notice this when everyone comes off of So You Think, but connections are important and, and staying mm-hmm. in touch with people and, you know, always being that hardworking dancer, not mm-hmm. just like, hey, I was on a TV show. Um, can you talk about sort of how important those ties are and, um, you know, getting out there and remembering that uh, the work is not yet done. You still mm-hmm. have to keep training and everything else. Mm-hmm. I think... Um I think like the works will speak for itself, obviously. Um, but I think it's important to definitely um, have those ties involved. And I think each time that you have uh, an opportunity to work with that type of choreographer or any type of choreographer that that has a name or rep- um, representation, I think it's important to not only represent yourself in like the fullest capabilities, but also being able to stay in touch and being able to like represent yourself each and every time you see them, um, because. Like I said, like I, d- I didn't get the call, um, but 
um, I feel like over time, whenever I used to work with him and assisted him on jump, I feel like I always gave him my utmost respect and, of course, trying to bring his um, artistry alive as much as possible. And hopefully that did a lot to um, instigate him remembering me to bring me into this audition as well. So And asking yeah. where you were, like, yeah. why weren't you there this morning Absolutely. is important. Sure. Um, because I think, too, it's, it's one of those things that... Um, and you, you call people out on Twitter in, in general, but I think mm-hmm. you guys are seeing it with the convention kids. Like, social media um, is oftentimes just used for likes and popularity and everything else. But mm-hmm. when you get here to L.A. and you're being asked to work mm-hmm. and you're being asked to train and not just rest on the 100,000 followers that you have, yeah. mm-hmm. like, how do you get that into the younger generation, like the under-18s who have grown up with social media their whole life? Mm-hmm. Well, I mean... I think for me, especially, like, it's definitely communication skills. Um, People, as of right now, like, don't know how to speak professionally or know how to, like, Mm -hmm. come up to someone to talk to them. Mm. Um, Because over time, throughout social media, like, we get to this um, conversation of being so, like, casual. Um, And then, like, having that one-on-one experience face-to-face really, really does uh, build a wall for them and it's really really hard for them to break that wall i'm sure you can yeah that's interesting that. yeah. yeah i think too um intention for me is everything um i'm talking about uh when i teach a lot i talk about this to kids all the time it's you know i've learned through my professional experiences that even in dancing your intention is everything um i think what you're trying to portray how you're doing something why you're doing something so if you're sitting on social media and you're like, oh, why, why can't I be like this person? Or you're constantly comparing yourself and then step back and look, you know, why are you sharing stuff on social media? Is it for the likes? Is it for the attention? Or is it for sharing art and, you know, staying connected with people? And when I find myself on social media, you know, sometimes it's for pure entertainment and joy. Like we <laughs> constantly send each other raccoon videos. I don't know. That started this year. It's just hilarious. <laughs> um, so there's like that aspect to it. But then there's also a part of it that it's like I love social media because I'm able to stay connected with people mm-hmm. in, you know, more of a casual level. You know, that's not too um, serious in a way. But it's also cool because we get to, you know, share things that we're working on and putting our energy towards and things that you're proud of. And I think, you know, social media can be bad and it can be great. It just depends on what your intention is for me. So. Where do you guys fall on the taping, the videotaping of videotaping? It's so old uh, taping <laughs> of classes, uh, because I, it, to me, that's also like a, a great area of like good and bad. Mm-hmm. Um how, how are you guys mm. feeling about all of that? Because it's there's certain studios that you, if you're going to go there, you know that this is like hair and makeup time, mm-hmm. and away you go. And then other studios, you're like, I can just like throw my hair up, nobody cares, <laughs> and I'm going to train. Mm-hmm. Um, we talk about this a lot. But. Yeah, I mean, there's, I feel like the conversation's been on and off so much throughout uh, last year, and of course this year as mm-hmm. well. Um, so there's, I don't want to like keep repeating myself, but like I feel like for me, if I'm if I'm teaching class, like there's specific classes where I'll allow it, um, and then there's some there's some classes where I tell my students like, yeah, for for this class there will be there will be no phones that will be seen or appearing in my eyesight. <laughs> um, Ooh, yeah. 
What, what makes you distinguish between a class that's going to be taped or one that where phones are just put away? Um, there's some classes where it's I'm more lenient because um, I know that the kids will use it for um, research and not for the actual posting of it um, right away. Um, yep. I think it's important for us to distinguish, and I'll 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 like definitely repeat myself often that like I think recording is beautiful and i think it's good to have it because it's available now mm-hmm. you know it's available it's a great rehearsal yeah. tool let's Absolutely, be honest for sure <laughs> so and if you really think about it like on the other side of the coin it's definitely like a great marketing tool as well like i'm there's no doubt about it and i'm all for the pros for that um but i think if you're gonna take class and i have big mentors that that's pushed me towards this and had and and gave me that training of being who i am today um mm-hmm. ian eastwood gildo Dalau, tice and they all hold classes still today we we just took um gil and tice's class in la at moving lifestyle and there was no phones um mm-hmm. there was no phones allowed and they specifically asked for no phones and no recordings and it was a beautiful class and you can't really get that sometimes because of you wanting the end product you know right away and then you often lose sight of what class is supposed to be like it takes you out of the moment and i've been really careful even sometimes when I'm going as press to a dance event and I'm I, I'm allowed to video, mm-hmm. sometimes I will actually like take a step back and put my phone down mm-hmm. because I'm then missing the performance. Mm-hmm. And when I was I was watching American Ballet Theater, there was their it was their gala. So there's like two hundred people in the room mm-hmm. and Misty Copeland and Isabella Boylston and, and you know, James Whiteside are performing right in front of me. I'm like, I don't want to watch it behind a screen. Yeah. yeah. And so yes, I missed part of their things and I didn't get to put everything up, but I needed to finally take it in because mm-hmm. I, I do feel like we're all just like looking behind the screen and missing mm-hmm. the beauty of what's happening. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. I think it's super important um, to actually be present and be able to observe what's going yes. on right in front of you. And I feel like that goes for not even just dance, but even for like live concerts, you know, like sometimes like I see so many phones and, and <laughs> it's, it's great, I guess, you know, and even for us, I feel like whenever we take pictures with, with, um, our supporters or whoever wants to come up to us and I think it's great and there's no way I'm going to say no but sometimes I kind of want to ask like what, what are you going to do with that photo? Like, <laughs> I know we don't print them up anymore yeah, we don't like, no. so if you don't throw it up on social media what happens like, what, to what, it? What, yeah. what, what's going on there? Like I'd rather have a conversation um, or a moment absolutely um, so I can have actually a one-on-one experience um, rather than having doing doing the usual <laughs> smile but yeah i find sometimes too even kids like at convention and stuff when we go on weekends is that kids won't even ask anymore they'll just come up with their phone <laughs> like that's how they're asking and i'm like oh hi what do you want and they're like <laughs> ask a question yeah. they don't even talk to you because i you know going back to like that social media thing and and just having phones as like young children now it's like they just assume just like you don't even have to use your voice and it bugs me so much because yeah. I'm like at least be able to ask I wouldn't even do it as a kid because I was so shy like I just wouldn't do it and my mom's like fine then you don't get a picture you're like wait a minute wait wait <laughs> she's like you have to ask but you do need to know how to interact with your teachers and yes. your mentors Absolutely. and people in the industry it's yeah. a part of the business side of the yeah. job mm-hmm. and so that's that's kind of an interesting aspect that's language is getting lost yeah. <laughs> That's crazy to think about when you, you know, I mean, you guys yeah. are probably seeing it every weekend when you're working on, yeah. uh, on jumps. So. I mean, they're really young kids too, but I'm, I'm still like, 
shocked every time it happens. Are you looking for a photo? Yeah. <laughs> no, but um, I, I've read a lot of articles recently, even a lot of actors, well-known actors are saying, I'm not doing selfies anymore. If you want to come up and say hi, have a conversa- mm. conversation, mm. I'm happy to do that, but I'm kind of like done with selfies. Mm. They never really come out great anyway. If you're really like a selfie, everyone's trying to get the best angle. (laughs) If someone else wants to take it, it's fine. But yeah, it's it's a hard one. Um, I always like to ask this since you guys are a couple seasons out now from So You Think. Um, and, And we've got they just finished tour right before the Christmas holidays. All the season 16, they're, mm-hmm. they're being now dumped out into the talent pool here in L.A. What advice do you have for them? Hmm. Oh, man. What things served you well? Well, there's always, uh, in any type of uh, big event that you are a part of, um, and if you succeed doing it on, let's say, for example, if you're going to take So You Think, being in the top ten, that's a huge event. That's a huge uh accomplishment already um and following that event there there's this thing called the wave that comes in and i think uh one of the producers uh, talks to us all about it but uh if you don't catch the wave then then it goes and Mm -hmm. it it, it leaves and it's you really your jobs to um catch that wave and ride it until it becomes water level again you know and most of people think that that big event will lead lead them to new places but it's really up for them to make those things happen for themselves mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. it's not just going to come right away it's not going to be handed to you um and it's really um if it's a huge 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 wave um that means there's a lot more opportunities and but on the on the downside of that there's a lot of opportunities that can do you in a negative connotation um so it's really up to you to be precise and be be able to choose and nitpick what you really want to do and if this is going to serve you to the things that you want to do, you know, mm-hmm. I feel like. Yeah, that's, I mean, I would I would definitely say that too and Ditto. agree with that. <laughs> yeah, no, but don't just always take a job for a job. I mean, yeah. There, yeah. there are times you're going to have to take a job because you need to pay your rent, and Absolutely. that is totally understandable. But if you have a moment mm-hmm. where you're like, I'm okay, my rent is paid, I have a roof over my head, and mm-hmm. but I don't love the idea of this particular job yeah. that I'm being offered. Mm-hmm. If it's not authentic to you, don't take it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would also say that, the training shouldn't stop. Thank <laughs> <for> you. <laughs> because I find that so many people get comfortable with what they did. And honestly, that was only a few months of your life, of your career. Now you have this exposure. Um, you know, you have something huge to put down on your resume. But that doesn't mean the training, the exploring stops because I find that if you get lazy, <laughs> then. Things are not going to just get handed to you. You have to keep working. You have to keep pushing and putting things out there and going to auditions and and um, still being, you know, true and authentic and have a good work ethic because it's just otherwise it's not you're going to be very unhappy if you're yeah, just sitting course. there doing nothing and waiting. You can't wait. We hear um, we've had Ty Stiorio in here. We've had Tassandra Chavez. <laughs> and I will tell you, at the top of their list is training. And they say, I, c- I can see when people have gotten lazy yeah. and gotten out of the training. And mm-hmm. for them, it's sad because they oftentimes they want to hire someone and they love them, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. they're not at their peak anymore. And well, yeah, that's the that's the whole thing, because like once you're in this huge platform, whether you like it or not, people put stigmas on you. And they they especially for big choreographers, they expect this certain level of professionalism of a specific level of training and if you don't live up to that like whether you not whether or not like you want to live live up to it or not like you're expected to you mm-hmm. know because you you yourself 
put yourself on this platform to be seen. Um, and I feel like you have to represent yourself in your best way possible, I feel like. Yeah, well, whether you like it or not, you're a role model. Yeah. yeah I mean, there are times you're probably like, ah, but yeah. you really are, and you yeah. have to present yourself that way. Yeah, mm-hmm. definitely. You have mm-hmm. to hold yourself accountable. You do, yeah. 100%. Um, you both were all have been all-stars, too. What did you take from your own mentors on season 14 that you sort of have passed on when you've when you've performed with contestants in the middle of their season? Hmm. You got some good questions. <laughs> Really, I'm really here making to ask. Think. <laughs> I know. I know. Well, I just saw Gabby in New York. Mm-hmm. Um, just kind of caught up with her and just her magical summer that she had filming West Side Story. I'm really mm-hmm. excited for her 2020. So Absolutely. Yeah. I'm, I'm, and she's a really great example, honestly, yes. what we've just been talking about. And it came off of your win, actually. She mm-hmm. whispered to me on the press line while you were doing interviews. She's like, I'm moving to Chicago tomorrow. And I was like, what? <laughs> and so we did an article about that. But really, she felt like she said, I needed to take a step back in my training because I had other goals. And look how well it has served her. It's taken her all the way to New York mm-hmm. to Steven Spielberg. No big yeah. deal. Justin yeah. Peck. Yeah. <laughs> Man, um, especially from Gabby, um, there's a lot of people who um, take their personalities to the to the to the brink <laughs> and I feel like they really really expect a lot out of their contestants um, and I feel like Gabby wasn't one of them um, I feel like she, she knew exactly who I who I was and what my personality was so I feel like she was able to understand that and be able to talk with me um, one-on-one and not be the one that's on the hierarchy um, for me yeah uh, which, which was uh, which is really, really amazing because it felt like we were playing on the same playing field, in which we were. Um, but oftentimes, a lot of people have that little stage above um, that makes that sometimes can make the contestant feel like a lot of stress. <laughs> you know? On edge, it'll put you on edge. Absolutely, yeah, for sure. For sure. But, yeah, um, Robert was just so good at calming me down, and I felt like there was also a balance of me calming him down. It it kind of depended on. Um, what we were doing that week, actually, I, I remember him um, in ballroom. He was freaking out one week. And that was, I don't it was one of the very first episodes. And I went and I was, like, calming him down. So it was kind of like we worked very, very well together in a sense that um, I learned from him how to just not, you just have to stop practicing at some moment and just talk and connect about what's going on. And um, he was... He was just such a good mentor for me that when I went back on the show, I didn't want to make it about the dance. I wanted to make it about the experience. Like, how is everything going with you? And mm-hmm. and have more of a conversation versus... Mm-hmm. Because you get in this little bubble. It is a bubble. That it's, it's so hard <laughs> because you feel like this is all that matters. So if you just have a moment to step out and just talk about life for a second outside of this grand scheme of just this... TV show, you know, which is wonderful. And yes, you want to do the best that you possibly can, but making it an experience for yourself and for the other person as well that can be enjoyable and maybe they can take away something that's bigger than just what they put out as a as a dancer. I feel um, like as as an all stars, like as for both of us, I think we're both very very calm individuals. Um, you are, <laughs> <laughs> um, and I feel like sometimes. We'll have our moments of being like, okay, let's it's go time, it's game time. Like we have to really pull up and we have to do things well. <laughs> but um, for for us, I think silence also does magic and wonders. And I feel like sometimes the silence of like 
being like, okay, let's go. Like, not being like, okay, let's go, let's go, like, rallying them <laughs> up. But, like, for me, like, I'm, I'm a very dry person. Um, and I'm a really, really blunt person as well. Um, and I'm, I'm not really, like, the hype man. <laughs> um, so I'll be like, let's go. And uh, sometimes that let's go um, will make them pull up, you know, because right. that's, that's all you need sometimes, you know, and that's all I needed. So I feel like for both of us with calm personalities and individual personalities, I feel like we were able to hopefully um, take them to be their best mm-hmm. but we'll see <laughs> well, I, well you know i i have my eye on sumi i felt mm-hmm. like i really wanted her on last season oh, yeah. so i'm hoping she co- if there's a season 17 i think there will be but um i hope that we that we see her back sure. again because i was sure. like i was rooting for her she, mm-hmm. she's to me she's very magical when she dances mm-hmm. and and you i have to say i have watched um it takes a man a million oh. times <laughs> travis darius you that really was Really, I mean, lightning struck on that one. That was mm, beautiful. Thank you. Yeah, that was that was a really nerve wracking piece. I'm not gonna <laughs> lie. I have to say, I've just got to imagine even just making sure that everything comes off it smoothly in terms of clothing. I would have been like, I, just I think this. I think the first time we filmed it, I slipped on stage. I caught myself, but it could have been very bad. <laughs> it's a beautiful piece. Emmy-nominated piece, too, by the way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I love that. And I was like, who is this Taylor? Holy cow! Yeah. <laughs> no, but it was nice. It's nice to see you guys come back and see sort of how your dance has evolved, you know, emotionally, too. You've oh, been yeah. out there working, too, so you bring another layer to it all. Mm-hmm. For sure. I mean, that's yeah. what we try to do every single time, and it can't be the same each and every time. Mm-hmm. So that's right. I always have to bring something. Yeah, I look back, and at our journeys, like, I look at both of us, like, the dancers that we were back then, I mean, it's just completely shifted, I think, now as to, like, I even exploration it. and... I, I even noticed it, like, on a press line thing where... Because you always let Robert take the lead on press line. <laughs> and I'd be like, do you have anything else to add, Taylor? You know, it, but it's amazing to see. And I think I saw you guys at... I want to say it was like maybe the season 15 auditions um, at the Wallace Annenberg. And you came up and oh, you're yeah. like, hi, how are you? And I'm like, yep. <laughs> Taylor? <laughs> but it was wonderful because it I, you are in a pressure cooker when you're you're competing. Mm-hmm. So it's so fun to see everyone outside that and see everyone's personalities really blossom and everything from the yeah. experience. For sure. Yeah. For yeah. Because sure. the it's press nice. line, like especially the first week, you kind of like are trying to gauge like who am I <laughs> <laughs> who can I like get a lot of good sound bites out of? Who's going to need like a little bit more, you know, hand holding through this? It, and, yeah. I definitely needed a lot of help, <laughs> but it's okay though because that's see, this is the thing that people don't realize. All of a sudden, you have a microphone shoved underneath your, you know, your mouth every week, yeah. and if you haven't had that happen before, it's mm-hmm. it's a lot to go through, yeah. and you've just come off of a two hour show, so you know you got adrenaline going, and yeah. especially once the elimination start, there's a lot mm-hmm. of emotions going there. Um, so I, I, I see the waves of emotions yeah. and I try and feed off of that for mm-hmm. everyone because for sure. I know I'm like, it's hard. It's a hard show. I think too, like when I've watched the show in the past, I always felt like I had to have like all this energy and I had to, you know, be this bubbly person. But now I've realized like, I know I'm not that person and it just comes off. It reads so much better when you're just true to yourself and you don't have to act like, you know, something is, is, not what it is. 
hundred percent. And and I will tell you that on the media side, I never want a contestant to be like, everything was great. This was a great week no. because it, the show <laughs> is hard. Um, and I'd rather you give me an honest answer going, my body is tired. My muscles are sore. I cried. I would rather hear that honestly, because then I know that you're being honest with yourself mm-hmm. as well. And you're going to have a better experience and the results on that stage are going to mm-hmm. be better because you're being true to who you are. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, instead of going, it's great. So everything's great. And I've had contestants do that to me. And a couple of times I've called them out and going, this was a really hard week. Yeah. I know everyone else has told me they've been sobbing in the corner. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, um, sure. and it was one thing I really appreciated about Genesee in season 15. Cause she was just like, this has been the hardest show on me. You know, I've needed Robert <laughs> to check in with me all the time just to make sure I'm okay. But she was okay in saying that, too. For mm-hmm. sure. Yeah. yeah. And I was like, that's important. It really is. Yeah. And it's important to the viewers, too, because we all go off to work. We don't have perfect days. Mm-hmm. Like, no. it's the greatest day at work when, you know, your boss yelled at you or something. Mm-hmm. Yep. It's so so I, I appreciate it when you guys are like, no, I was quiet or I needed to be quiet. I needed not to be the bubbly person yeah. every week. Yeah. yeah. Sometimes you have to, like, tell your contestant that, too, because... Most of the time, they're like, yeah, I'm good. Like, I don't need anything. But sometimes I'm like, nah. nah." Really? Nah. Are you? <laughs> <laughs> I don't think you are. <laughs> it's okay to say I'm not okay. Yeah. It really is. We yeah. say that in real life. But I'm like, on the show, it's okay, too. Or say, I yeah. need extra rehearsal. I need you to go over this. Or I need mm-hmm. you to walk me through something. Because... Yeah. This is your shot. If it's a live show, yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> I know you guys all want to be there in the end, like the top four. So yeah, <laughs> make sure. it happen. Definitely. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't believe we're all we're in the under, last five minutes on all of this. I oh. know. Oh, I know. Thanks. So much talking. Oh, <laughs> but I want to hear. Um, we're in a new year. We always like to talk goals and things like that. I don't really like to talk resolutions, but just things that are kind of in your mind. What you want to mm-hmm. do personally. What you're looking forward to do professionally in the next year or so. Mm. <laughs> Taylor, go first. <laughs> um, I think there's there's lots of things that I want to eventually venture into. Um, I don't really have any immediate kind of goals right now, um, just things that I'm kind of wanting to work towards and then letting those other things happen while, you know, I'm here in L.A. Um, but, I mean, Broadway is something that I've just always wanted to do. So Are I've, you a singer? I'm training, yeah. Oh, good. Yeah, so, I'm glad to hear that. So... Training in that and um, a little bit of acting here because that's something that ultimately, like, that's one of my major goals. It always has been. Um, but now I'm just trying to make it more of a reality. So when that opportunity does come up, then I can go for it. Can you do a good dance movie for us, too? I'm like, <laughs> I'm so excited for this I year know. with West Side Story and In the Heights, but know. there's always more to come. Yeah. So sure. that'd be really, really cool. Um, I would love that. Yeah. How about you? Um, let's see. Last year was amazing, yes. and mm-hmm. uh, it was like a solid nine to ten months of like absolute blast of traveling the world and seeing different cultures and being on a world tour and performing with a rock band. Um, but it's also it was also for me in in the downside of things. It was definitely nine to ten months of lost time for me. Mm-hmm. Um, there's definitely a lot of things that I wanted to do last year that couldn't be done because of that you know um not to say not to down bash that no it's (laughs) but you you put your other projects and passions on hold while you're working of course so now that it's a new year and now that we have a little bit of time left um i feel like more passion projects for me and i realized till now like i've never produced anything from my ideas to an actual film or or a project so i definitely want to dive into that a little bit more oh i love that for sure are you going to build your YouTube channel? Yes, I'm yes. definitely like growing my YouTube channel a lot more. And I, I'm stupid for not doing this earlier, but like I just realized like YouTube is my platform, and I'm definitely like putting my more concentration on that than any other social platform right now. So 
Glad to hear that. We do have a fan question that came in. Um, How are you keeping your dance skills up to date outside of the jump convention circuit? What classes are you taking? Hmm. Um, I'm trying to take a lot more ballet. Um, Trying to get into that a little bit more. Um, I used to do it five, six days a week. So um, I realized that I still love doing it and I want to keep doing it. Um, I mean, here I... Jump is really like taking six hours of classes a day. There is is a lot, like because we're assisting and teaching, so it's mm-hmm. it's it's a lot of that. That's where I try and train a lot. But um, I love going to Keon Space IF. It's um, now that they have a sprung floor there. Like I love the teachers that he brings in there, yep. and um, we try to take. I love going to the Kinja's Dojo to take hip hop and That's urban so stuff. That's so great. It's I I did not really train up to, train doing a lot of hip hop growing up. So um, going there, I really I love going there and taking their work class. is incredible too. Yeah, yeah they they just uh, the Kinja's Dojo just really like holds a really really safe environment mm-hmm. and the level of playing field that the teachers give to the students and it's just like pure knowledge and it's just like a really, really nice environment for you to learn and and do some dance moves and ultimately, yeah. you know, and especially for me, I think over the weeks, like, obviously some of them it's physical, like I try to pop into classes that I want to go into and mm-hmm. keep my training up, but I think it's also mentally too, like I want to keep my research up and and that's really honestly really up to you <laughs> and for me, like I love YouTube, like I said, mm-hmm. and I just do a bunch of like, it's just so inspiring to see like different types of like dance styles and and sometimes, like, renting out your own space for an hour or two and being able to, like, try those things out for yourself. I, I think that's, like, my main source of inspiration and keeping my physical level up. Yeah. yeah. Always being a student. And, yeah. and it is. And being a student of dance history also helps yes. you be a better, well-rounded dancer. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. You guys, I love you. Thank you so much for coming <laughs> here. Thank you. I feel like us. I have, like, these companion pieces because I had Coco and uh, Kiki coming mm-hmm. in and then you two. So I feel like I have, like, the top four. I'm, this is great. <laughs> yeah, <thanks laughs> And the fans did us. request this. So yeah. thanks yeah. to all yeah. of them. Um, if people aren't following you already on social media, give a shout-out where they can find you. Steve Taylor on Instagram and Twitter. Lexi Shimoto on all platforms. <laughs> Pretty <laughs> yeah. easy to find. <laughs> for sure. Thank you so much, you guys. Yeah. We want to thank Dance Network and Popcorn Talk for kicking off 2020 in the best way possible. For all of your dance news, check out dancenetwork.tv. And we've got a choreographer who has never been on this show coming in next week. We'll see you all then. From producers Maria Menunos, Kevin Undergaro, and the entire Popcorn Talk Network, we would like to thank you for tuning in. For questions or comments, be sure to visit popcorntalk.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of the Popcorn Talk Network.